The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, Small Steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here. I am the host of this show, this weekly podcast, wherein... Each and every week for 198 weeks. Yeah, you heard it right. I'm, I'm just as surprised as you are. Uh, I've come here to discuss my ideas, thoughts, perspectives about how to live a more full, happier, healthier life. All three of those things. Interdependent. Interdependent. You want to live a full life? You want to do a bunch of cool stuff? Then you got to be healthy enough to pull that off. Because if you can't get up and you can't move around, then you can't get up and you can't move around. Okay, I'm sure you came here for logic, and that's which what you got. Okay, and if you can't move around and and do stuff, you may not be as happy. Hmm? And if you're not as happy, you may not be into finding out new things and having new experiences, and you're gonna have less full of a life. Okay, all right, you guys, this is great. Thank you. I'm glad we had this talk. <clears throat> Definitely one of my highlights. I'm just gonna go from 198 and just I'm gonna start the decline now. This is gonna be I peaked. And now we're just going to start to slow and steady decline to just letters to my mom that I will just read every week. Uh, Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. If you're just joining me, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry that you're just joining me. I'm sorry that you didn't discover this 197 episodes ago. But that that's that's water under the bridge. And uh, I do urge you, based largely on this nutty nut nut opening that you just heard, to go back and listen to old episodes. Um, for those of you who have been listening for years sometimes, uh, it's always good to just pop back and, and re-listen to things, okay? I do revisit themes, but I talk about new things too and... It's just a, it's just a kind of a cool thing. A lot of people use this as a reminder. They kind of get in swept in, uh, up into the the nuttiness of the world, and then they come back and use this as one of their tools to to kind of reset the old clock, and to say to remind uh, themselves, each of us, all of us, to remind ourselves to say, okay, what is it that I'm really looking for here? It might be that. I think I want to lose weight. It might be that I think I don't want to have a heart attack. And that's part of the picture, but not the whole picture, in my opinion. We want those things because we're human. And what we really want is what I think, approaching the natural, the natural human thing is, <clears throat> whatever this thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, mushroom coffee to the rescue. Mm. I'm getting all emotional already about the mushroom coffee. Um, this human thing that I that I think is is at its core about connection, about s- social interaction, about spending time with family and friends. In other words, and I think that that's that's maybe or not maybe in most cases precisely why we we don't want to have the heart attack, we don't want to get the diabetes, we we want to feel good in our bodies and be fit and and have longevity. We want to have <clears throat> these experiences. We forget that day to day because of the craziness of our lives. And if we forget that, and then all of a sudden we're talking scale weight or we're talking, you know, some crazy diet because it's low glycemic index for the love of all that's holy. And we forget the bigger picture about that. And be, and, and if we do, there's a darn good chance or at least better chance than not that we're going to burn out on whatever it is we're, we're embarking upon because we don't have the context. We don't have the big picture at the forefront. We don't have uh, the big picture at the forefront so much so that on any given day when it's kind of sucking, 
to eat something that you would rather not eat, it's not as sucky. Okay, that's look, that's scientific. Okay, it's less suck suckification. Okay, that's that's just me. I, I I'm heavy into the research on that. Okay. Point is, is if you remember the big picture, if you remember the life that you really want to live, if you remember and get to know who you truly are, then it makes it oh so much easier to stick with whatever changes you're taking on in your life. You you can stick to those things because you know the big picture. If you don't know the big picture, then on any given day, it could just be so crappy that you could forget it. This isn't worth it. But it is worth it if you understand kind of really what you're going for. And if you listen to this podcast regularly, and you should if you haven't, you'll understand that it's about the most of the time anyway. So even on one sucky day, then you you go, yeah, I'm not going to do it this day because I know that Sid told me and I believe him. And so now it's me talking, not Sid, that it's what I do most of the time that matters. Not, not I don't have to be militant about that because that's not me. I'm not pulling militancy. And I understand that if I don't do the so-called perfect thing on day four, who cares? Because it's what I do before day four and after day four that really matters truly mentally and physically. Okay. That's, I'm going to argue that every day, every, every time I come here, I'm going to argue it. Why, why am I so adamant about getting dirty with this, these kinds of things? Because I see this all the time still, because I teach classes, because I work with clients, because I speak all over the country at VegFest and I talk to literally hundreds and hundreds of people and there are very common themes and the themes that occur are, you know, once you know something, then you feel like you can't ever not do that thing. You know, you know a so-called healthy diet, and now you can't have one day that is a slightly less than healthy. I see that theme. I see guilt. I see shame. I see uh, quick fix, the draw of the quick, fi- quick fix all over the place. I just dive in super, super big and burn out or just force yourself and live a miserable life. I have a very, very vested interest in making sure that I can help as many people as possible avoid those scenarios. Why? Because it makes me feel good and it gives me uh, um, a meaning for me. It makes me a happier person. It makes me a happier husband. It makes me a happier father. And I do believe that the happier we make ourselves in our own lives, the better jobs we do at all the different incarnations of us day to day, the father, the husband, the friend, the coworker, we do those things better. We do all the parts of us better when we are at our core clued and keyed into who we are and the lives we want to live. I want you to remember that every week. I want you to come here and listen to this podcast, okay? And 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 be reminded every week about why you're doing this. Because it's not, it sounds easier. Oh, of course I know that, but you but you do know, but it's the distraction and the, just the constant barrage of messaging and advertising and all this kind of stuff, it is real. And I get swept up into it just like everybody else. And I got to tell you, like writing this podcast every week and doing my my vlogs on my YouTube channel, it, ha- it helps me stay grounded too. That process helps me stay grounded. Small steppers approach their lives as a small stepper. It's not a, really about these little steps. It is but it's, a, it's an approach, it's a philosophy saying, first and foremost, I'm coming at my life to, to see where I can take care of myself better and, and do that in, minim, in, in, in relatively small ways that, that don't add a whole bunch of stress and understand the, the larger context about this, that it's not just about food or not just about exercise, it's a big picture so that 
that affects what you what you take on and when. Anything you want to do, I should eat better. You a small stepper says, yeah, okay, but given what's going on in my life right now, what 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 is what am I able to take on right now without just being just angry and bitter and uh, restrictive all day? What 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 am I able to do that is actually me remembering that this is for the good of my entire life? Okay, well let me take that on today. That's a small stepper's approach. Okay, um, another sip of mushroom coffee. It's the end of the day today. I decided to not do it this morning, and I'm happy. I was not in the good frame of mind this morning. Got up, and I was kind of wonky a little bit, and just I wrote up the notes, and I was like, you know what? Going to going to work and just kind of chill at the end, and and then I come home, and at the end of the day, I have myself a mushroom coffee, and look at what manifested. Mm. It's incredible. That was my daughter, if you just heard that, because I did through the headphones. So just, just so you know, this is how glamorous uh, podcasts are. I'm in my little studio across the breezeway from my house in my room with a laptop and a microphone. It's okay. And my mushroom coffee. I am a, I'm a happy man. So real quick, let's get to it. Um, I work at the Stanford Inn. Yes, stanfordinn.com. Great uh, retreat coming up in September. Just do do that. Go to that thing and hang out with me for a few days. Will you? Otherwise, I'm going to be very lonely if I do the retreat with nobody there because I'm just teaching an empty room. And that's sad for me. Don't Don't make me more sad. Health Made Simple uh, is a meal plan system. Uh, focus on the word system because it really, really is. We just did a live Q&A last week. So cool because it, it's part of this thing. Like It's what a lot of other meal plans do not have. We have support because Matt and I, Matt Frazier, the No Media Athlete, understand very, very clearly the struggles with regard to any change in your life that you want to be actually long-term. And so it would be irresponsible of us in our minds to launch a, a, a meal plan and say, okay, well, good, good luck, because that's that very thing of like, you see that and you go, okay, well, if that's the thing, then I have to do that perfectly. And a lot of our work over the, with these live Q and A's is to just, just to just talk people down off the ledge. Like, you know, I, 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 we hear this all the time. I'm only able to do f- four dinners a week. And we're like, only that's amazing. What an amazing place to start. What if you do just do one? You'd still be incredible. Do, do that if that gets you thinking about your life and making this long-term change. It's freaking awesome, okay? Okay, I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to get too mad about that. That's nomeatathlete.com slash meal-plan-system. You can go to sidgarzahillman.com and find out links to all my social media. You can donate to the podcast. Thank you. I saw a few come in this week and, and just like a few bucks a month, literally. And it just keeps me coming back here and makes my life a little bit easier. And I know that's your goal. You're like, if I could just make Sid's life easier then that would be the best thing I've ever done in my life and that's that's good thinking that's that's the right way to think about things you can also purchase approaching the natural uh t-shirts nutty nut nut t-shirts mind you uh wwid bracelets sent a couple of those out today what would i do message being this is about you guys and empowering you to make your decisions about this okay this is not me doing that for you ever, ever. Just want to point you the way. Just go here. You do that. Okay. Now you know how. Okay. Right on. Good. Good talking to you. Um, thank you to everybody for the reviews and donations and all that kind of stuff. Even bad reviews. Ugh. Somebody said on Amazon that my, the type of my first book approaching the natural was too small. Yeah, probably. You know, it hasn't stopped people from buying the book or reading the book and liking the book. So, you know, put on some reading glasses and get over yourself for five seconds. How about that, huh? I mean, geez. Now, with that said, 
Uh, I'm almost sold out of the first printing. I am gonna probably up the type. It was a tad on the small side. I'm 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 adult enough to admit that. I will tell you that the, the absolute intention. This is for 100% truth. Is the publisher and I, but it was his idea. Uh, not to blame him, but it was a cool idea. I loved it. He's like, what if this is like a little manifesto that you can slip in your back pocket? And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Yes. And so because of that, we went a little smaller on the font. I mean, I can read it myself. If I can read it, my eyes aren't that great, so I can read it. Um, we went a little smaller on the on the font so that the book could be the size that it is. Otherwise, it would be bigger. So I may up the t- font a little bit and and hopefully be able to maintain that sort of hip pocket manifesto feel. That was the idea of it. Okay. And it's done really well. So it wasn't a bad thing that we did that. Right. But if, you know, I don't want people to not be able to read it because it's too small. Okay. Woo. What else? I, um, okay. Before I get to the, to the fun stuff real quick, I'm going to be in Los Angeles for the California Veg Food Fest, cavegfoodfest.com, September 16th and 17th, Los Angeles, San Francisco, October 1st for the World Veg Fest. I don't know the website. I should have figured that out. Portland for the Northwest Veg Fest, that's nwveg.org slash vegfest. That's October 5th, 14th and 15th. And the SoCal Veg Fest, October 28th and 29th in Costa Mesa. That's not 100% confirmed. I've been trading emails uh, and phone calls with the event organizer, but it, they approached me about coming down there so it'd be weird if they were like yeah just kidding um so in theory i'll be down in costa mesa at the end of october and did i mention oh i didn't even mention triangle veg fest in august so august 26th and 27th durham north carolina i'm gonna stay an extra day and go visit uh, doug hay and matt frazier go say hi to those dudes doug had a baby well his wife uh did and um they did Old Katie Hay over there, and um, and I'm gonna go see that baby, see that meet the baby, meet the baby. I'll probably they're probably gonna make me babysit while they go out and have beers. That that's my guess, and guess what? A hundred percent okay with it. Really, really, I am. Mm. As much as I was traumatized by having twins, Lisa and I are. We feel like we're still making up the sleep. I've gotten to the point now where when I see little babies, I get full on just like oh, like it's just. But for the first. Four years of my twins, I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm good with no more babies ever. I don't even want. I don't even want anything that rhymes with baby. I don't even want to say maybe." But now I'm kind of over that a little bit. Okay, um, so new book coming out in September: "Raising Healthy Parents: Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family." Matt Fraser, no beat athlete, is doing the forward. He just just turned it in about like two three weeks late. I gotta tell. Frazier, you might want to get on the, you know, whatever it is to get on to get a forward done. That's all I'm talking about. That's in September. So that's available for pre-order everywhere. Powell's, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all that stuff. So if you're going to buy it anyway, like a guy that's been listening to the podcast for a while, one of my favorite people I've never met, uh, cause he's just funny. He's one of these guys. Like I know if I met him, we would hit it off period. His name's Greg. And, um, and he bought one for his girlfriend cause she has a child. So he doesn't even have his own kid, but he bought a book for her because it's a family, healthy family, parenting, healthy parent kind of dealio, right? Okay, cool. So uh, listener email. Okay. Listener email. And this got me thinking a little bit. You guys have here. If you're just joining me, you, you will not have heard this, but obviously, if you've been here, you will have. I've been mentioning every week the most, the biggest misconception about my approach. Okay, and if if you are just joining me in these podcasts, I talk about my ideas and and kind of issues around health and all these kinds of things. 
but I also provide solutions. And I'm very, I'm very adamant about you understanding that I don't leave you out to dry. Like, yeah, that sucks and that sucks. And well, you know, it sucks, you know, and, and then, and then just, just, okay, I'm going to have a beer to drown out that whole picture. So instead I go, nothing really sucks, but, but if you want to make some changes and you want to keep yourself engaged in your life and build that fulfilling life I talked about, then here's my small steps approach. It's a solution. Do I think it's the best one? Yes, absolutely. Is it the best one? I don't know. I think it's the best one. Otherwise, why would I be wasting my time here? I'd be like, I'll talk about the best one. Um, so I got an email from a, a woman who heard me on Howard Jacobson's Plant Yourself podcast, which I mentioned last week. I really, can you guys go and listen to that podcast episode with me? It was such a an interesting conversation. I'm not like tooting my own horn here. I'm just saying he's a really good interviewer and we just, we got into a very, very interesting discussion. I just, I didn't see it happen. I didn't see that happening and it did and it was cool. So anyway, she listened to this and she really... So she reviewed my podcast recently. I saw a review come in and she gave me a very nice review. And she said she had tried to listen to my podcast before and it just didn't just didn't strike a chord with her, which I told, look, it, uh, me above all else, I above everyone else understand that this podcast is not for everybody. I mean, it's I'll just go on a limb and say it's not for most people. It's, it, you know, and this is not a criticism, but I understand like, my desire most times to watch 80s films or like super fun kinds of things is because the heaviness I don't necessarily want. And not that I try to make this podcast as light and fun as possible, but you have to understand like these subjects are real. And the people I work with and 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 speak to come up to me and they have fun at my talks, but at the same time, they're 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 in it deep and it's big because it's your life that I'm talking about. So it's this very weird balance of I want it to be fun. But I totally understand the serious nature of what we're embarking upon when we try to fix our lives or improve our lives in a real way. I mean, a real, real 10 years down the line way. It's it's heavy. So, you know, anyway, for whatever reason, she listened to it before and probably just didn't didn't link. And here's why. And she said she heard me on the Howard Jacobson podcast and it kind of flicked a switch in her in her mind. And she said she was hesitant before because to, to try something called small steps because she wanted to make big changes in her life. She, and, that, and so it, does that not make sense? It totally does. You go, man, I am done and I want to freaking make my body healthy for the first time in 40 years. You know, like I'm just over it and I am ready to do what it takes. And somebody goes, hey, there's this guy and he talks about, you know, real small incremental changes and small steps and sort of like a multi-year thing. And then there's another guy over there who does um, 20, you know, you can lose 84 pounds in 24 days. It's it's called the 84-24 diet. Uh, and you go, yeah, no, 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 no problem. Uh, choice is obvious. Um, and while there's a lot of scientific support for the 84-24 diet, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying there's no support. There's support for it. It's just sponsored by the Biggest Loser production company. That's all. They're the ones that did that study, non-peer-reviewed. And I think it was also sponsored by Slim Jims. That's it. I don't know. Like I should read. I shouldn't. That's not. That's not responsible for me. I shouldn't. I shouldn't jump out there and and make those comments without doing a little bit of the background check. It just seems like that would be something that Slim Jim would would sponsor. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um. So, so, so when you embark upon some, you, you, of course you want these changes. I mean, there's things that I 
a lot in my life where I go, I want to, you know, you guys have been hearing about my music steps and how that's kind of evolved and I'm playing music. And I think, you know, it would be kind of cool to go back in and record an album again for the first time in so many years and, and how I've, you know, I totally see that as part of the health happiness realm. Absolutely. For a while, I thought, oh, I'll keep that separate. But it's like, it's my life. It's my happiness. It makes my habits better the happier I am. More on that in this episode, because that's what this episode is about. But I want it bad. And I go, wow, album would be great. And, and, and immediately the wheels start turning. And if somebody walked up to me, I would probably be a little bit too smart for this just because of what I do for a living. But if somebody walked up and said, I can guarantee you uh, album finished, done in, in a month, um, that'd be pretty amazing instead of me realizing the actual reality, which is probably like this is a year away. Who knows? Because I can't force songwriting. Like I don't sit, that's not, not never how I worked. And so it's just this weird thing of the temptation of the, when you want the big change, which of course everybody does, nobody wants to go, I just want to lose a half a pound a month. That's my goal. They go, I want to get to, uh, I want to be thin or better yet. They say, I want to get to a healthy weight, but most people say, I want to lose weight. And they don't mean a little bit of weight. They mean, I want to lose the weight that I want to lose as fast as as freaking possible. And if somebody tells me I can do it in 30 days, done and done. There's no discussion about it. Got it. But I think what she realized after yo-yo dieting, and I taught a class at the end over the weekend, same thing, this, this man, very nice couple, um, you know, heart issues. And, and just, of course they want the change. Of course they want the change because there's real, real quality of life things at stake to which I respond. This is how you do it as fast as possible. This is how you do it as fast as possible. This is how you make gargantuan change, gargantuan change. They, and, and what I realize is that most people, I can't speak for everybody, but most people truly don't want a big change, period. They want a big change that sticks. And it's that part at the end that sticks that gets lost. We go, I want a big change, but but if I asked anybody who said that, okay, do you want the big change and then to for things to go right back to the way they were, they go, no, no. I mean, I want the big change, like forever. I want the big change. I don't ever want to be overweight or underweight. I want to be healthy. I don't want to ever be sick, you know, sick this way again. I want to be whatever forever. It's sort of this natural th- thing that we that's wrapped enveloped in our in our decision making and our goals is a forever aspect of that, that that gets lost because it gets lost because we focus on the change itself and not, well, what happens when I make that change? Can I sustain that change? It's kind of a hard thing because the temptation to join a quick fix is sort of probably wrapped up in this thing of like, if I could just lose 24 pounds, then that'll be enough of a motivation. That'll be enough of a kick in my pants that I'll continue on. It just doesn't add up that way because when you embark on that quick fix, during that process, you're not learning about yourself enough. Look, this is just me, but I see it time and time again, and we all know the statistics about diets not lasting. You're not engaged in the entirety of your life. You're not looking at yourself the way that a small stepper does. You're saying, okay, food, 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 weight, weight, food, food, scale, scale, food, 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 day four, day five, scale, food, food. And you might lose all that weight, but you haven't done 
you haven't laid the groundwork and now all of a sudden you're left you are left out to dry and you're like and then in the diet book you close and then you go well do i do it again i I start at day one again but that doesn't make kind of make sense and man this took a long time because i was doing new recipes every day and there's all these kinds of things that that really can get in the way of true long-term change but it's not as exciting and i totally absolutely get it so the the analogy i was going to make is embarking sorry i could totally edit out me just getting choked up but i don't i don't because it's on principle okay i don't know what principle but it's just on principle um the analogy i was thinking about in this regard is this embarking upon small steps is like entering a long-term relationship with somebody but skipping over the crush part of it like isn't that the like we look back and we go oh my god you know, like the beginning of a relationship is like so amazing, right? It's just like incredible and it's just like crush and it's so intense and it's it's just, it's just life just, it takes over your life in the, in the best way. It's so exciting. And then you settle into this long-term relationship and the long-term relationship ideally lasts forever, maybe. But that excitement cannot be replicated when you're in the deep long-term, not, not to that level, you can infuse excitement again and you can sort of stoke the fires from time to time. A hundred percent. Absolutely. But you can never capture that sort of beginning excitement of getting to know somebody. And so, so what, what I'm sort of saying with this small steps thing, and this is like the worst sell job ever, but here's the thing. There are aspects of a long-term relationship that can also never be replicated by the crush. You can never, and I've always said for a long time, and I just haven't brought it up in this podcast for years maybe, but I think that people go to that crush, they want the long-term thing. I think that people want that long-term deep connection, but it just, that's the part that takes work and that's the part that takes the the constant engagement and and investment to see it through because there's going to be ups and downs the crush is all up that's the diet it's all up it's you seeing the scale weight come down it's amazing your friends are looking at you going my god you look amazing that look you look fantastic what are you doing that's incredible and you're just high on all these accolades and attention and it's incredible and you're looking at your scale numbers come down oh my god i can't believe i've lost that much weight in this little time. What have I been doing my whole life? This is incredible. This is the best diet. And then the diet ends. And all of a sudden, you're left with yourself. And the relationship you have with yourself has not grown through that process. It hasn't become deeper. And therefore, the chances of you continuing are a lot less than they were had you just said, you know what, I got to get to know myself in this and relate to myself in a way to get very clear on who I am and the life that I want to live. And then I can now go forward in a way that is going to be long-term and deep and and more fulfilling. This is just me, more fulfilling than any quick fix or and or back to the other uh, metaphor crush could ever be. I'm sure we've all known, I have, people who go from crush to crush to crush. I wouldn't describe them as like, they're happy. They just keep having crushes and they're just having crushes all the time. I don't think that's, that's the drug of relationship. That's the quick fix of the diet. That's not long-term. That's not the deeper experience of life that I think most of us overwhelmingly long for. We want that deeper experience of life. So she's given this a try, and I think it's amazing because she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to yo-yo diet anymore. She's just done done with. It's like when we get old enough and we go like, I'm done with like the crush. I'm done with like the high school freaking crush. That was high school. Now, 
I'm ready to like settle in and, and experience this new thing. And I've, I've said many a time before, like maybe if, you're, if this doesn't sound good to you, you may not be done with diets. You, I think you should go do more diets because I think you should just wear that out until you're just like, yeah, forget it. I mean, that was a guy that I taught over the weekend. He was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing yo-yo diet anymore. Not doing it. I've done it. And that's most of my clients are like, yeah, I go, have you ever, yeah, a thousand times. I'm done. I'm over it. And they're just ready. And then they're ready. But if I get somebody too early, 25 years old, which I don't often because I think they're still in that thing of like, you know, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. This sounds really good. And it does. It sounds amazing. It just doesn't deliver. It just does not deliver. Got it? Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you got it. One more thing I'm going to mention before I get into uh, a couple more things I'm going to mention before I get into this week's um, uh, subject matter is the attack. What I mean by the attack, I got to bring this up now and then because it's just, it never ends. I mean, it really never ends. And here's what I mean. Um, when you, when you make changes, if if you make changes to your life and you're like, hey, I want to you know eat this way, I want to eat a little healthier because you know all the big reasons. I hope everybody has an opinion all of a sudden you that you didn't ask for, but by gum they're gonna deliver it. They gotta let you know that if you eat fruit, you're gonna die from too much sugar. They just gotta let that. They gotta let. They care so much about you that they're just gonna criticize you without you saying, what do you think of this? Because they're just going to walk right into your room, quotes, air quotes around room. They're going to walk right in to your house and start criticizing the way that you've set up your knickknacks on your armoire. Okay? I don't know what knickknacks or armoire means. I just know that houses have them, or so I've heard. People go on the attack. Uh, There are, I have advice to give on this that I've done with many a client because of course clients start to work better and then their spouse has a problem and their mother-in-law has a problem and their uncle has a problem and their grandparents have a problem. Everyone has a problem and everyone's so supposedly concerned. You know that's not actually what's happening. They're not concerned so much with what you're doing as threatened by what you're doing. It's just what it is. All of a sudden, Nobody wants to think about stuff that they are not used to thinking about. Nobody, most people don't want to think about food until they're ready to think about food. But when you make a change and you're in their lives, it, it makes them think about their own lives and potentially the things they eat. And they just get mad about that on some weird level. And they got to make sure that you are taken down in the process because you're trying to make your life better. And that's not fair that you shouldn't be able to do that, period, unless, you know, unless it fits into their little category of whatever. Got it? Again, very scientific. My point is, is get out of it. Don't, uh, you shouldn't have to be on top of the, the struggle that's associated with true habit change. And, and this is for real. You know, this is long-term. Small stepping is a long-term process. It is real and it happens as fast as it, it possible. You make changes as fast as possible being a small stepper because when you're ready to go bigger, you go bigger, but there's still small steps because they're not stressing you out. And you're ready for that. And you do that very, very well in your own life. But it is not without struggle and attention. That's why I talk about moments. That's why I talk about deep breaths here and there. Because it's grabbing these moments to, to, to be engaged in that fight all the time. So on top of that, you're now going to have to fend off criticism that is uninvited. and is in it, But it's still coming at you. So what do you do? You, you, you freaking get out of it is what you do. How? There's a few different ways. 
One is, yeah, <laughs> and walk out of the room. That's my favorite because it's just this weird laugh of uh, not directed toward anything. Let me do it one more time. Um, are you sure you're getting enough protein? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just, just exit the room. Exit the room. That's my favorite because not only will they be flummoxed, they'll also be like, did what? Did they? Did it? Did, I don't. And that's what I like that response. Two is just say you're working with a nutritionist. I'm working with I'm working with a nutritionist. If it's exercise thing, I'm working with a with a with an instructor. Just just yes, I got it. I'm covered. Bye bye. Three, you could point me to this podcast. Go yeah, I'm just trying this thing out. But brush it off. Like don't get into a thing about it because you're not going to win. It's not the point of the discussion. They're not really trying to make you more informed because usually they're not informed, especially if they're telling you not to eat fruit. It's just that they're in their own world and that's fine and you can then you can be one of the ways is to you can just be way more direct and say look you do your thing i'll do my thing we're all good here that's a little more uncomfortable you know for jet for in general brush it off don't engage please i'm just asking you i mean you can engage i'm not going to tell you not to i'm just saying it's okay not to engage just be like oh you know what it works for me and i'm having a really good time with it hey so anyway what's going on at work how's your how's your job like change the subject don't engage because it's just i feel bad for people who are fighting this and frankly i don't have you know self pity but but i've been in this situation so many times that it's like ridiculous now the, i have the benefit of saying look i'm a nutritionist i'm not i i'm in, i'm informed here you know about me and my family like we're all good here thank you um, but for most people who aren't, they're not a nutritionist, but the person attacking them also inevitably is not a nutritionist either. So just say, hey, yeah, I'm listening to this guy and I'm following. It's working for me. It's great. Great. Anyway, if you're ever interested, let me know. But if not, you know, hey. So anyway, and let's change the subject right away. Okay. So I, I just I just feel bad because on top of the stress of just trying to make your life as 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 awesome as possible, you got to deal with this thing and you're not judging anybody else and you're not doing anything to anybody else. You're not asking anybody to do anything else, but you know, they got to take you down anyway, because that's the nature of the game. Fine. Don't play it. Get out and move on with your life. Dig? Okay. Um, on that note, you know, I do my dial back days. Today's one of them where I don't eat anything till dinner. It's just me. Don't do what I do. I'm just saying that's my thing. I get up, have a bunch of water. I'm all good. And the reason I do that is the reason why some people listen to this podcast, which is to, it's it's one day where I sort of reconnect, reground. If I'm not thinking about food or eating, I can sort of get back into my brain a little bit and say, okay, let me let's have this planning meeting, you know, with myself to say this is how I want my life to be, and you know, these are the places I want to change, and I'm doing this really well, and that's exciting for me, and all the you know the good stuff too, right? Um, one of the questions is, it, it, I always ask is, am, am I happy enough? It, it's like when you remove food, you know, when I do, it, it's like, am, am I still happy? And I like seeing that I am. I, I like that. Or I guess if I weren't, I would like to know that too, because I don't want to have the masking effect of, of food get in the way of certain truths that I might know deep down. I don't want to say... I never want to ask the question, am I happy enough because I don't have the time because I'm planning my next meal. So this dial back day is a day where I can sort of just subtly just go, am I good here without food today? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. I've got a, my relationship's good. My kids are great. My work's good. You know, it's, 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 they're all struggles and work in a good way and, and that's cool and I, and I love it. Good. Okay. And then it, food comes back in and it's, and it's fine. Or I go, wow, that thing is not working for me, and and let me figure out how to small step to change that thing. 
Um, but I want to be clear that that sort of on any day that I am not eating until dinner, which sometimes it's more than one day a week because I just freaking love it. Anyway, but the the question of am I happy enough, I will be very honest with you. At least in the moment or momentary, on any given day I'm not eating, I would be happier with French fries. I would be happier if I had French fries in front of me. It would be like, this is amazing. And I love this because I love French fries. I'm not saying French fries is objectively happy making for everybody because it's probably not. But for me, it is. For me, it's just French fries. French fries. Coffee is probably second. I'm Yeah, I know. But then again, I'd be even happier with cocaine. And the point that I want to make is, is that there's always a ramping up possibility in this world that we that we created there, there we, we are constantly in this ramping up frame of mind because at any and i said i can't remember when i said this but probably a year ago but anyway you're watching a movie and it's a great movie and you're enjoying the movie and you're with your partner spouse whatever and you're hanging out and you're having a great great night but popcorn makes it even better popcorn ramps that up even more and it could be whiskey, and it could be cocaine, and it could be weed, and it could be sourdough bread. I don't know. But there's always, in, in our world that we created, humans, there are many options available to most of us to ramp up any situation. To just, if it feels this good, I bet I could make it feel even better. And that's a, it's an okay thing sometimes, but that's also a dangerous slope because we get in this habit of it's never enough. That whatever we're situation we're in, we're going to see friends. Well, we better ramp that up with cheese. We got we can't because it's never enough to be with friends. It's never enough. It has to be enhanced. It has to be another version. It has to be altered and manu- and and changed. Just like by the way, what we do with food. Like you know, a, an apple is never enough. A cucumber is never enough. It's got to be changed and altered and flavored and spiced and everything so that we enhance our experiences. Of course, the hitch is that we don't actually need to enhance every experience that way. That that if we are more aware of our lives, we can actually get an intense pleasure. And this comes back to sort of that deeper relationship idea that I had, you know, ten minutes ago. This idea of, you know, getting past the crush and, the crush and having a deeper uh, experience of life through a, a long-term relationship, either with ourselves or with somebody else. It's that kind of idea of we don't always need to ramp everything up. The, if we are aware enough and, and present enough, we can actually get the same level of pleasure from a lot less. And this is, for me, what my dial back day is. Now, for those of you just joining me, dial back day can be you do fruit until dinner or you just have more whole fresh fruits and vegetables in a given day, it, whatever. It, it's not, there's no prescription for a dial back day. It's just a day that you do a little bit return to ground zero a little bit just to kind of retool for the week. And that is when you get those kinds of experience of like, you know what, this is actually okay. You don't know that until you try it because you're, we, and I, I'm the same way. We are so much in the enhancement mode in this world. Why? Because we have, we have tools at our disposal, drugs, lightbox foods, entertainment, you know, we have all these tools at our disposal to enhance every situation. I mean, we can't, I'll be all, okay, transparency, me doing this podcast helps when I, I don't like it as much when I'm in the morning because I usually just do water in the morning. It's 
actually, technically, it is actually more fun for me to do this while drinking a mushroom coffee. It really, really is. It really is more enjoyable for me to sit down and do this podcast when I have either a coffee or mushroom coffee or mushroom cocoa like I have. Uh, it, it actually is like enhances it. It's like, I like the podcast, but you know, it'd be great to have like sip on a mushroom cocoa. And it's just this kind of thing. And I don't know if that's ever going to change in me, except to say what is going to change is that I'm aware of it. And because I'm aware of it, I'm not having, you know, something that's unhealthy. I'm actually having something that's actually quite good for me. This mushroom cocoa, it's got good ingredients. It's, it's great. If, whatever. I'm not sponsored by them. I, I have no connection to them at all, but I really like it. And I could have an espresso, which is not so good, but it's not going to derail me. These are questions I had to ask myself. Like if I have an espresso right now, is it going to be bad for me? No, I can handle it because I do so few espressos that it's kind of okay. But there is that learned thing. And again, if we were in the wild, ain't going to happen. We don't go like, hey, let's order Domino's because that'll make this walk through the forest a whole lot better, which it would, but it's not an option. So we got to find what we can. We got to find joy where we can. And we do that in the modern world. It's just that when we find joy where we can in the modern world, it often results in way less than healthy behaviors that that long-term derail us and long-term don't make us happy. And that's the small steppers champion win is that you are aware enough of these situations where you are grabbing more joy than you ever did before from things that you used to enhance, but you don't need to enhance quite as much. And that's a very cool thing. It's not that you don't ever enhance them, but it's like you can go to a party and the food is a little less important because you're grabbing more joy from from being with somebody and relating to somebody. And yeah, you're having a beer and that's great, but it's way less about the beer than it used to be where you like go to a party, like get hammered. Now it's like, yeah, I'll sip on a beer because it, it's really fun to get like get into a conversation with somebody. And I'm here. I'm here. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not worried about finances for this moment. I'm, I'm just kind of here. And that's when you have that kind of experience where you don't really need to enhance the way that you used to enhance. And I think that that's kind of a cool thing. But that's just me. Um, yeah. So there you go. Okay, one more quick, two quick announcements. YouTube, you guys, music, video, did it. I did the music video. Um, I did the music video and simultaneously posted a vlog uh, kind of talking about the music video. But it, I'll tell you why. You know, I used to play music a lot. You guys know that full time for a lot of years. But this was nerve wracking for me to post this thing. It's been a long time. It felt weird. Um, I've gotten more comfortable with that feeling of weirdness and I went ahead and posted it anyway. And so if anything, that was my biggest win was like seeing, getting through that. Um, I, my children helped me with it, which was really fun. And they got to see me grapple with, I was very honest about it. Like this is kind of, with. they're like, why are you nervous? I go, well, cause it's, you know, it's hard to put something out in the world like that. You don't know what people are going to think about it. And, but, but I love doing it. So I'm going to do it. And they, they got to see that, that side of, of me. Um, but it's there. So look, look at it. And, and if you don't like it, definitely leave a comment trying to take me down. I mean, you should definitely do that because you don't want to, you know, um, anyway, I would appreciate you watch it. It's, it's kind of cool. I, it's for me, seeing something come to reality is just value in and of itself. Whether you think it's good or bad, it's, I accomplished this thing. And as I've said so many times, being a small stepper is is getting very, very comfortable in the best way possible with accomplishment. Because every small step you do day to day is an accomplishment. You guys did this, and I did this, and I did this. And that grows very quickly into things that are maybe larger than before. But again, <clears throat> you're still a small stepper. But how cool to see me writing a song again to me, writing a song and then actually making a video 
And I couldn't have done a video, you know, 15 years ago. I didn't know anything about it. And there was no, you know, iMovie, things like that at my disposal, at least back then, or not my knowledge of it. And so now it's like a whole new chapter of me trying something that I'd never tried before. And that's pretty exciting stuff. The lesson, of course, you guys, is of course, pretty obvious that I want you guys to have this same kind of experience that could have literally nothing to do with music, but whatever that is for you. To, to try these kinds of things and to enter in what I did for over a year or more, which was to play five minutes a week. And it just kept doing that. And the step just never grew. And I was okay with it. And it's just five minutes a week. And that was what it was. And all of a sudden, I finished writing Raising Healthy Parents and turned it into the editor. And I had this, uh, the, my race that I direct was done. And I had this time on my hands. And it just came into my brain of like, well, why don't we play some more music? And it's just, it was just that thing. It was just that thing. So anyway, that's there. Music video and another video called So Much Went Into This about how there was a lot wrapped up into that music video. A lot of all the concepts I talk about in this podcast were wrapped up in me just producing a video. One is creativity. One is setting an example for my kids. One is the you know, fear and nervousness and just being aware of that, but being very clear about what I want to do and continuing to do it in spite of those feelings. It was all wrapped up in this stupid little music video. It's not stupid to me, but I mean, it's, a, you know, I said in the, I said it in the vlog, it's like, this is, I'm not trying to make this out to be more important than it is. It's a, I posted a video for crying out loud. Millions of people post videos, but it's what you guys do for yourselves. That, that, and it's, this is for me, what I did and the value it brought to me. And, and I'm not trying to make it into, you know, I'm not freaking Bon Jovi. And he, I think he's still the biggest artist in the world. Is that right? I don't think there's been a lot of new artists after Bon Jovi. So let's just say Bon Jovi, shall we? Okay. Last announcement I'm going to make is small is is the company uh, that is I say this every week and, and I promise that it is on the cusp it is it is like happening I just have to plan the sort of launch firm launch date but um, when I do it will be for a period of about three or four days I'm going to open registration up signups at at about half off maybe slightly even more than half off for whomever takes up that offer within that four days and then it goes to full price forever literally like that'll be it so if you're interested in that in, in trying it out at half half off and i'm so excited about this thing it is like real it is such an awesome program and if you guys don't trust me after 198 episodes you know that i do not go on the cell I'm not hawking a bunch of stuff. I've got a meal plan with Matt Frazier, which I just did a year ago, and I've got this thing, and I've got some t-shirts. It's pretty simple stuff here. I'm not Mr. Sell Guy of 15,000 things and this and that. It's pretty simple. I write books. I sell some stuff about the podcast. I've got a meal plan, and now I've got this program to teach people my approach. There's no contracts. You're in and you're out. It's 12 weeks. It's pretty great. Um, I'm seeing it again become a reality. It's very exciting. So if you want to get a chance to do it at half price, um, and by the way, full price is like totally affordable anyway. It's not that big of a deal, which is partly why I did it. So if you miss the window, it's not going to be the end of the world, but it's in the beginning. And so why not try it? Give me some feedback on it. Um, join the mailing list at sidgarzahillman.com. Just put your email address in there. Join that mailing list. I'm going to announce to that mailing list predominantly, and then I'll move everything over to smallsteppers.com for you know signing up there. And I just said the website. There it is. It's not technically live. Please don't sign up right now. It's live, but it's not active. I'm not doing the live Q&As, okay? But I'll move everything over there. That's the first time I said that. I'm going to leave it. You guys can check it out if you want. And you can sign up if you want, but I would wait till the 50% off. Wow, I just dug myself a hole, all because I don't want to go edit this back. 
Okay, let's get into the subject of this week's podcast. Um, the subject this week is called Trigger Happy, and this is you know going to speak to a lot of what I've been talking about up till this point. The basic framework of of our actions, our habits, let's say, is it, it loosely is like something is a trigger. This is how I frame it, by the way, that people use different words like cue and all these kinds of, I'm saying we're triggered to do things. There's a solution. I like the word solution because people, I've said it before, people go, my problem is cheese and my problem is this, my problem. That's not your problem. That's your solution. So understand that because then you can say, okay, well, that's how I solve this problem now is by going to Ben and Jerry's. That's not my problem. That's a solution to my bad day. And then, and it makes me feel better. So why is that a bad thing? Well, because maybe the solution you choose long-term doesn't afford you overall happiness, but let's be clear that it does in the moment. So that's, that's just good. Great. Right. So then you can just accept that and stop feeling bad about it. Stop being using the, the, the language of that's my problem. It's not your problem. You're doing what every human being does, which is try to make yourself feel better. That's amazing. That's what you should be doing. Okay. Now let's see if there's a better way to take care of yourself that, that affords you not only pleasure in the moment, but also long-term happiness and health as a result of a better solution. Dig. Okay. So you've got your trigger. Let's say it's the bad day at work. Okay. Solution. Ben and Jerry's reward. Freaking Ben and Jerry's. It's amazing. It tastes fantastic. Ben and Jerry involved in the process of making this ice cream and putting lots of chunky little things in there. It's phenomenal. Okay. It's made with love. Those two guys can make ice cream. I can't believe how much those two guys can produce. It's incredible. Um, and I want to be clear before I even go forward that, that it is getting deeper into these concepts of your life and being aware of them long before you take any action because, uh, and this is why I frame it as solution, because these are solutions. And if you say, I read a book and says Ben and Jerry's isn't good for me, I'm gonna stop doing Ben and Jerry's tonight, you're still left with a trigger. And you're still, now you're left with no reward and no solution to that. So unless you're able to say, I can give it up tonight because there's another solution that I'd like and it's going to give me happiness. Fine. But most people don't do that. They go on the diet or they restrict. They're restrictive in their in their actions, in their mindset is restrictive. And so they make that change without replacing it with a better solution. They go, no more Ben and Jerry's. Now I'm going to go home and sit on a couch and that's and I'm not happy. And so a few days of that, guess what? Ben and Jerry, knock and come knocking on the inside of the freezer door. Hey, man, we're in here. Come, come eat, eat us and stuff. That's what they sound like. You've seen them. They're hippies. Hippies through and through. Mm. So awareness first. I tend to do this thing after I do this thing. I tend to, after I get to work, after sitting in traffic, I tend to go to, right to the donuts because I'm, my nerves are so freaking shot from the... Traffic. Is the, are the donuts a solution? You bet your ass are a solution. So there are direct actions and indirect actions that you can take to change this model for the better. A direct action would be something like, let's say, I'm just going to use food because I kind of, it's just such an easy ex, um, example to use. So let's say you're, you don't like your job and you tend to overeat 
junk, you know, light box food because that's your solution and that's just kind of your go-to, right? And your body has resulted in a less than perfect health for you, less than good health, and you don't feel good. You don't feel, you know, no energy and you're, you're fatigued and so on and so forth. So the direct action to change that would be, okay, I'm going to start counting calories. I'm going to start portion control. I'm going to start weighing my food. I'm going to start, you know, attending lecture every other day about protein. That's a direct action to say, the solution that I'm doing isn't good for me. And so I'm going to change that solution directly. I'm going to eat less. The problem is, is that that usually doesn't equal long-term success. Why? Again, because you're changing the solution without looking at the whole three parts of that of that model, which is trigger, solution, and reward, which is to feel better. Indirect action, to me, for me, is to discover and document the triggers themselves. So this is a this is a cool thing. I want to move when I work with clients and now when you guys go to the to the new website and sign up for it, which you freaking should because it's awesome. No should there. It's fun. Okay? It's fun. It's unlike, I will tell you this, it is unlike anything you have ever th- done in your lives. That's absolutely for sure. Period. Unlike anything you've ever done. And it's a good, that's a good thing. Okay. Um, indirect action is to discover and document the triggers because And this is why I like it, because I'm steering you immediately away from what you think is your problem, food. I go, no, that's your solution. But why do you need the solution? Now, all of a sudden, the change, the conversation change shifts. It it just, the conversation shifts right away. Well, I'm not talking about food anymore. Well, wait a second. That's weird, because I thought I was talking about food. I thought food was the thing, the the, the, the subject. And it's like, no, that's, that's not the subject. Let's talk about what's triggering you, the traffic. Okay, let's use traffic as, a, as an example for that. You sit in traffic for 45 minutes every day. Your nerves are shot, but you look at it because you're not going to change things overnight in the world. You're going to start changing things in your head first. And you're going to say, okay, well, yes, there's traffic, but that's factually just a bunch of cars going slow on a freeway. Why am I so freaking stressed about it? Oh, I tend to listen to the news when I'm in traffic. And that makes me nutty nut nut. And that actually makes me more angry and more resentful and more agitated by the time I walk in the office. Is there something I can do while I'm in the car? Is there a type of music I can listen to? Is there, oh, I don't know, a podcast that I can listen to? Is there funny, you know, stand-up comedy that I can listen to? And then all of a sudden, the nature of the game changes because now you're going to eventually change your solution and here's why. Because you're changing your freaking trigger. When you change your trigger and you go, now I'm not as stressed walking in the door in the morning, guess what happens? You don't need the donuts as much. Do you see? If you make it about the donuts, then you're, you're like I was back when I used to work at Audiovisual at UCLA. After graduating, there's somebody bringing donuts and I'd go, I'm just going to have half. And I would take half and I'd walk away. 10 minutes later, go back and get the other half. Every time. And I knew that. I just... I'll have half. I'm just going to have half. And then I just admit five minutes later, I'll go get that other half. It's all lonely, sticking out there. It'd be a crime if I didn't have that second half. But instead, you change the nature of the game and you go, okay, I've changed the trigger. I've adjusted the trigger. But here's a cool little weird, and you know, I just said, like, look at the trigger, and I still do. But there's another way to think about this too which is that you can kind of come at this two different with two different approaches but at the same time you can change the trigger and you can change the solution 
but you still got to feel good about it. The reward has to remain. If you if the reward is not there, if you don't feel good after the transition, you're going to be restrictive. You're going to feel that this is restrictive. And remember when I cured myself of asthma when I was 24 by giving up dairy, it was not restrictive to me because the reward was still intact, which was that I could sing without asthma and I could go for a run without asthma. The reward was very clear, so I was able to change that solution and not give up the reward, not give give up the, the good feeling because I broadened my perspective away just from food. So I was like, yeah, food I'm restricting, but in my life, I feel really good about this because it's, it's really added to my life. And so there's the reward. Got it? But I'm okay with some clients and probably some of you guys to not only be aware of the triggers because that's first and foremost, but also say, as I'm adjusting the triggers, I'm also making small changes in food. Maybe I'm not changing the one solution, the Ben and Jerry's. I'm leaving that, but I'm bringing in more heavy box food at other times. Why is that? Because if you're doing that, then maybe you're, not maybe, you're gonna start feeling better overall. And an interesting thing happens in the human body that when we nourish ourselves better, we all of a sudden, we sleep better. We don't need as much caffeine because we're sleeping better. If we don't need as much caffeine, we're not as irritated and we go to bed earlier that night and we sleep better again. The better we feel in our bodies and frankly, let's be clear and be honest about it, the better if we think we look good, that it just that's the thing. It's don't get all mad at me about saying that, but when you feel like you look fit in the mirror, it makes you feel better, right? Yes, it's not a, there's no there's no body shaming here. It's just that you feel good when you feel strong and supple and you look good and you have a, you know, you you look good, you look fit to yourself. Then that's going to change your level of stress in your life. When you feel more vibrant, you have more energy and you look vibrant, let's say, that changes the trigger because you're a different person in that same situation. You're now in the car in the morning, but you're snacking on some apples and you're just not as stressed as you would be because you feel better because you feel more rested. Isn't that amazing? Then you show up to work and you're not as affected by the jackass that you work with because you feel better. You have more energy and you know that when you get home, you're going to go for a walk and have a good whatever food. You're going to watch a fun movie and the guy doesn't bother you as much. And you're therefore changing that maybe the trigger is you don't like your job. All of a sudden you've changed that. It's amazing. It's incredible. I had a client one time who came to me to lose weight. And sometimes clients do. And and I said, and, 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 and the work was like the major part of her stress. Well, I'm not a person who's going to go quit your job. That would be ridiculous. But what I said was, okay, the work's fixed because that's your job and you have it right now. Maybe five years, 10 years from now, you can find another job. Who knows? But for now, let's let's bring in, this sort of speaks to the filler up episode. Let's bring in some other parts of your life a little bit more than they were. And let's small step it so that the stress that you feel at work has been prohibitive for you to try anything new because you're just exhausted, but you've been thinking too big. So now let's do a couple minutes of a craft or an art, art, some sort of creative pursuit. But you used to say, I love to paint, but it's too much. I'm exhausted from work. But now you paint for one minute a day, two minutes a day. And this is where all of a sudden you're bringing these things back in and you feel better. And that's affecting the, the food that you go to because you feel better overall. Well, this client a few months later emailed and said, my job isn't as stressful. Did her job change substantively in the world? No. Did she change in the equation? Yes. And she lost weight as a result. And it was the best email I, I've, 
I, 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 one of the best emails I've ever gotten because she was like, oh yeah, by the way, I lost four pounds. But it was like a throwaway. The main thing that she came to me for was to lose weight. But by the end of the process of learning about herself and making her life better, she changed the solution or the need for the earlier solution for, for stuff that maybe isn't French fries, but the solution is something that's a healthier version, but gives her the same pleasure because she doesn't need so much as much pleasure because she's overall happier in her life. And then the side effect is that her body's body's getting healthier. How incredible. But you got to understand that this modern world, as fun as there are things in this world, and there are amazing things in this world, technology included, incredible stuff. But the reason why the title of this podcast is Trigger Happy in this episode is because the world is full of triggers. This is what we this is what we are up against. Traffic is a trigger. Not getting a phone call back from AT&T is a trigger. The 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 work that we have to do is a trigger. Sending our kids to school is a trigger. And I mean that. Like I you know, I drop my kids off at school and I'll be honest, never a day goes by where I don't in the back of my brain somewhere think is some crazy person going to show up at school today? I, it's just because I watch the news. And this is clearly why I've sort of backed off on news over the last five years because that stuff infects me. And I use the word infect in a real way. I have fear daily. That's a trigger. And if I'm not aware of that stuff, I use that trigger and I go do stuff that gives me the fastest fastest relief as possible. Or I say, I understand that there. It's there. It's because I read the news. The chances are, thank God, less than, you know, it, it's, a, it's a chance, but it's compared to other things, not that great of a chance. Let me go for a run and sort of deep breathe and sort of calm myself down. Those are, that's a solution. Why? I like running. I'm done with the run. I feel fantastic. I've got energy. I'm not as apt to go to the bad behaviors or the so-called less than healthy solutions. But, but just so you know, the modern world is trigger happy. We, we got triggers all around us. That's what we're up against when we decide this very seemingly simple thing, which is, I just want to lose some weight. Okay, well, that's easy. That's a real quick thing to say. And boys are a lot wrapped up into that statement because you're talking about habit change. That's, again, I'll talk about what I talked about earlier. Nobody says, I want a big change, period. They say, I want a big change and forever. That's what, that's what you really want. You may not say that. You may say, I just want to lose 24 pounds. But what you really mean is you want to lose 24 pounds and keep it off. That, that is what you mean. And maybe you're the one person who doesn't mean that. Maybe you're like, I just want to lose 24 pounds by August 2nd. And then I just want to gain it all back. And okay, then you're the exception to the rule. But for most people, the big changes we so-called want the there are there there the changes that we want because they're in our minds they are gonna stick. That's why we do and that's why we by the way we even go to a diet. We think the diet is the easiest way for us to get that change happen forever. It's just the model that doesn't work because for the whole host of reasons I talked about earlier in this episode and before in other episodes. Trigger, solution, reward. You change the solution independent of anything else. You are restrictive in your brain. You feel miserable. You go, this isn't worth it. Forget it. You start the process and say, let me look at what's triggering me. Don't change anything yet. Don't, don't stop doing anything. Just be like, oh, I noticed that when I come to work after being in the car, I do this, this, and this. Good to know. Good to know. Okay, is there a way that I can adjust the trigger? Is there a way that I can maybe adjust the solution a little bit? All the while, being very clear of the reward 
which is that you are a person who is now taking care of him or herself. You are trying to make yourself feel better. And the strength associated with making these adjustments, the power associated with making these adjustments is very real and it is palpable. You feel it and you feel good. And that is a reward when you're engaged enough to get to that point where you notice that that is a reward, that feeling good about yourself, self-esteem, self-confidence, these kinds of things are just as much a reward as the hit of opiate that you get from cheese. It's just that you got to do the work to get to understand that process. And that, my friends, is why I come here every week to do what I do. That's the reason. Because it can't be done in one hour. It can't be done because there's too many triggers in the world that you guys are now going to shut this thing off and you're going to go to your lives and you're going to spend all week doing the things that I'm going to do too. And you're going to get, there's going to be triggers there. And so this week, don't change anything, but maybe notice and maybe write down, go, yeah, that's a trigger. That's a trigger. I notice when I blah, 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 that's a trigger. I notice when I blah, 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 that's a trigger. And then begin the process of small stepping into ways that you can adjust that trigger and then later down the line, adjust the solution to find a better, more life-affirming, enlivening solution that makes you feel just as good as you always did, if not freaking better, and I would argue better. Dig? All right, you guys. I don't know. Maybe I spiked my mushroom cocoa with a little whiskey. I don't know. Maybe I did that, and I don't know that I did that. Maybe that's what happened there. You guys are awesome. If you have any questions or comments, podcast at sidgarzahillman.com, podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. Shoot me an email. I apologize for the people who I've not emailed back yet. I really, really will email you. I'll try to even do that tonight. It's just I get kind of behind, so I've got a, a, a line of emails, a list of you, and I'm going to respond to all of them. I promise. It just takes a little while for me, okay? So I'm sorry, but it's going to happen. That's the good news. I will respond. I believe... In doing that, and I appreciate everybody taking the time, I, I respect the fact that you took time to email me, so I'm going to throw that right back at you. All right, you guys. Thanks to everybody for the reviews, the donations, and blah, blah, blah. I will come here next week because episode 199 is right around the corner. All right, you guys. In the meantime, until I come back next week, will you do me a favor? Be well. Underground, counting days just for fun. Adding up the time till it was done. And I'm walking back and forth to forget where I've begun. And I'm circling wise and which is more fun Yes, I'm serving wise and foolish To see which is more fun Handing over I'm giving all of it Through asking what is true And I'm taking all the memories leaving them with you I'll be 
coming back for them when all the black is blue. Yes, I'll be coming back for them when all the black is blue. Sandstorms will cover everything From wasted ideas to torture us I bring it, I bring it I feel lost without you But I will, I'm gonna find a way But I will, I'm gonna find a way But I will, I'm gonna find a way Thank you. 